1: Good morning to you. Welcome into the action line from WGNS. This morning we are focusing on the city of Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is with us today. Shane, good morning to you morning bart good to have you with us yeah, today. it's great
2: to be here on this sunny nice hot day
1: it's a beautiful day to be around i tell you nice. beautiful
2: day to have air conditioning right
1: Yeah, very definitely and a good week after to have a birthday
2: that's right i yeah. understand you had one i did week. well you know my anniversary was on um the 7th so my birthday doesn't really count it was on the 5th so uh, but, so
1: that way you'll never forget
2: that's true 22 years Congratulations. Yeah.
1: That's your birthday, right?
2: No. Well, <laughs> today also is my, you know, August is a big month for us because my twin brother and I, we have our birthday August 5th, uh, anniversary August 7th. Today is my twin brother's daughter's birthday. So happy birthday to Abby. She is 17 today. And then the 22nd is my eight-year-old Drew's birthday. So he'll be That's nine so on the 22nd. Yes, yeah. yeah, so we it's, it's a big month for us.
1: Now, uh, your brother, your twin brother Sean, his his birth, his uh, anniversary is not the same as yours. Either. No, no. I, th- I thought, boy, you all really. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> did you pull things off when you were kids together?
2: We did. You know, we uh, our teachers made us wear belts when we were in elementary school um, to tell us apart, and so we would switch our belts. You know, so. <laughs> But, I mean, other than that, we, we did we were we were pretty good. Now, my, my two, um, are, it's pretty cool. My two have different birthdays. So Luke and Eli were born, um, Eli was born at 1022 on January the 24th, and Luke was born at 117 a.m. on January 25th. So it's pretty cool they get to have their own birthdays.
1: That is cool. That yeah. is, but they look alike.
2: Oh, yeah, they're identical. Yeah. So
1: interesting. Uh, th- what is the big question that uh, people have been asking you this past month uh, in Murfreesboro? I know there are quite a few questions. Yeah, we've been,
2: ask, you know, we've we've been working through quite a quite a different uh, quite a few things. I mean, you know, um, there's been a lot of discussion with COVID, with uh, this Delta variant. Uh, we've had a lot of discussion on the landfill. Of course, you um, saw. The, the news I guess it was on we found out on monday um, and then we've you know we've been working through a lot of different things as a council i think we've we've had a um, really some good discussions on on different things we're we're continuing to work through uh, the opportunities we have at our airport with mtsu so um, really excited Larry Williams uh, mtsu hired Larry Williams who you know, it was uh, he's a retired FAA inspector, and um, you know, Larry brings I think some some practical, real life expertise um, into the program that that wasn't there. So I think that that helps quite a bit.
1: Larry's a nice guy. Uh, we go back quite a few years. Yeah, we so, were in college together. As a matter of fact,
2: man, he's a uh, he's a wealth of knowledge in, in aviation and um you know the thing I'm excited about about him being on board is you know it doesn't matter who just from what I've seen of Larry I don't know Larry I think I've met him one or two times but you know seeing him on the you know whenever there's an aviation issue you know typically the media will will interview him and talking to people who've dealt with him you know I think um regarding safety in in aviation it's pre-black and white with him and so um I'm you know that that's one of the things that we continue to work on at the airport is providing a safe environment that not only for uh, Middle Tennessee and their aviation program, but also for you know the general aviation community as a whole. I and mean, that's really what you have to focus on on an airport. You can't have one tenant who dominates um, not only the the airport, but really allowing people to get in and out and that's something that you know the university I think has been successful in a lot of things and um, they're experiencing growth just like you know our city is but um, when you have a when you have a finite resource you know so when you have a for example at the university you can only take so many nursing students because they don't have enough labs to be able to practically make sure that your your nurse nursing students can can have their practicum and do that efficiently and safely and it's the same way at the airport um, you just can't have as many students as you as you uh, as you can fit in there because it's a finite resource I and mean, at the same time you want to make sure that 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 resource is available to uh, to everyone and you know ultimately that that uh, that airport's funded by taxpayer dollars and you know the people who pay property tax and sales tax and you want to make sure that they can use it as well. And not saying that students don't, but, you know, I think that's the conversation that we've had on the airport that um, you really want to work through and make sure that as Murfreesboro has grown that, you know, you allow everyone to be able to get in and out of that, that airport.
1: I had heard that uh, when you add up the number of landings and takeoffs, and when we look at that, that this is a little, uh, you have to sort of think about this number a bit. Uh, the touch and goes. Correct. Come down and then take yeah. off again. That's a landing and takeoff.
2: That's called an operation. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, so if you compare those totals with others, I understand there are times that we have uh, either the second or the largest. Number it, of all the
3: airports. Yeah, I mean, in, you know, so we're,
2: we're not a commercial airport. Uh, when I say commercial, there's not commercial flights who operate out of our airport. But back in March and April, um, the opera there were several days in March and April that our operations were greater than BNA Nashville, and you know we have one runway. I mean, these other airports, Memphis, um, you know, Chattanooga. Nashville, uh, Tri-Cities, you know, they have multiple runways, and, and we only have one. Um, so that's really where I think as a council and, and as a, a city we've really just said, you know, we, we have to be able, and we're going through the study right now to say, hey, here's what here's what operationally we can handle at the airport. And when we figure, for example, I think middle – Uh, And this is coming from a middle graduate, so I mean, we don't want to do anything to hurt the university, but at the same time, you know, the university is a tenant at the airport, and our ultimate responsibility is the residents of Murfreesboro and, and, you know, the taxpayer at their airport, but I think in 2013, they had 380 some odd students in the program, and then in 2017, excuse me, 2017, they had, you know, right at 400 students. And they were anticipating a 6.2% growth rate, which you know would be roughly what 18 students per year that they would grow. And over the last three years, that they're up to 895 students, so it's grown 128% over a three-year period, and that's not something that you know our airport honestly can handle, not um, safely can handle. So that's. You know they uh, they're working through several different issues. The university has a new dean uh, of that department. Uh, the the dean left. They have a new chair of that department. The chair left. The flight inst- the chief flight instructor is left. The assistant chief flight instructor has left. We found out yesterday that um, I, I forget what his title is. There's another gentleman who left. So they've really got some new players who've come in. And um, I know our staff. Uh, Mr. Tyndall, our city manager, Chad Gerkey, who Chad won Airport Manager of the Year several years ago. I mean, you, I tell people, if you can't get along with Chad Gurkey it's like saying you don't like Santa Claus. I mean, he is <laughs> such a, a good, great guy. good guy. Um, so, you know, they're really working through all of the, the options. Ultimately, I think the university has um, let us know that, you know, they're going to move to another airport. Um,
1: what but, do you think that will be? You know,
2: I don't know. But, I mean, the thing that I think we... It doesn't matter if the same issues are going to happen at whatever airport the university moves to. I mean, there's not an airport unless the university builds their own airport, um, which takes millions and millions and millions of dollars and lots of years to be able to go through that process. I mean, you want to make sure that you put that those things in place. And I mean, you know, I think um, for the last year or so, 16, 18 months, you know this is not the city saying mtsu get the heck out you know we've grown our our airport and you know we've spent millions of dollars in upgrades and built a new terminal out there and you know we don't want you anymore i think what it boils down to is just to say you know the nursing program other programs inside the university you can only grow them so much i mean there's you know there, there's there's only so much you can grow a program and that's the same thing that we're really sort of saying in murfreesboro that you know you this airport you can only grow you can only have so many people take off and land and in that i think it it's not the thing to say well you move next to an airport you knew that when you move there um i mean that's you know that's like saying you move next to a landfill and so a reasonable person would say it's okay to double the size of the landfill i mean that's just not i mean the same thing is to say that hey you move next to a university and the issues that we deal with at the university regarding student housing and, and crime over there, you should know that. So I think just because you live, you move next to an airport doesn't mean that, you know, you have full uh, ability to do whatever you want to there. So I think that's the things we're working through and, you know, we've made suggestions. I think, I think it's fair that the neighborhood, um, when the university is operating from six in the morning till 12 at night, I mean, I think that's probably unreasonable, uh, especially when you have people who are doing touch and goes at at six o'clock in the morning. Um, so I, I, you know, I think we've made some, some, in my opinion, reasonable suggestions about limiting touch and goes about limiting hours of, um, of operation, you know, to be good neighbors. And hopefully we can, we can work through that. But, um, you know, if the university has to move, then I mean, we've, we've told them we're okay with that. And, um, we'll let them out of leases. We'll, do whatever we need to do to facilitate what's best for the university but at the same time we've got to you know make sure that we're we're protecting the, the city as well
1: we have a text here from a listener who's saying what's causing all of this extreme growth in that area
2: you know i think i think there's lo- lots of things i mean you know i i took up flying uh as a matter of fact i did my first solo cross country on monday i flew to parsons tennessee and so you know i think you the timing you um, you know I've largely been out of this discussion except for you know a couple couple of meetings. Um, my experience is we have you, you have really good people you put in those positions and you trust them and you let them do their job. Whenever political officials get involved it tends to go sideways and so um, y- you know I think the aviation industry is going through, really a turnover in you know you have older pilots that uh, that um, are retiring. and so you know that's just a um, you know the university's done a great job with they, they, um, I think it's Delta that they had to put a program together where you can graduate with university, go straight into a job. but the aviation industry as a whole um, is is really behind in, in hiring pilots
1: and so that's why there's this big yeah, demand
2: yeah I, I i think that's that's part of it um i think part of it during covid when you know the the university couldn't do some of those those flight labs that the operations the kids were trying to get in there you know they were trying to get in their their hours so i think that was um that was a factor but you know i think and and we sort of have we've relayed this to university you know, we're the city council and the airport staff, and uh, and you know our our team. We're the ones who have to deal with you know someone emailing or calling us at you know. There's a twin-engine plane on a Saturday morning at six o'clock in the morning that's doing a run-up or doing touch and goes at the airport, and it's a it's a middle plane, and you know that I would probably argue that's not being a good neighbor to the. And really what we're saying is, hey, when you do your training, you know, we have all these airports around uh, that are not in populated areas. You know, you have Shelbyville, you have Tallahoma, you have Winchester, you've got all of these different area airplanes that are, you know, within 10 to 15 minutes of, um, of flight time. And so use some of those and not, you know, circle around neighborhoods in Murfreesboro at Six o'clock, six thirty in the morning. You know, and the other part we say too is, you know, there, there's not anything safe about having seven, eight, nine planes flying in the pattern, circling around Murfreesboro, doing touch and goes. I mean, it's just, you know, any experienced pilot will tell you. I don't think the university runs a. Sa- I mean, I, I think they do not run a sa- unsafe program. I think the university is committed to having a safe program, but. You know, that, that's not what uh, our airport was designed to to do is to have, you know, eight, ten planes flying in the pattern circling around Murfreesboro doing touch and goes. So that's uh, we're working on several different things. I think that operationally will help with that.
1: Here's a, another text from a listener. This person says, I live in Murfreesboro and I do have an airplane, but I couldn't find any hangar space Uh, at the Murfreesboro airport so i keep my plane in shelbyville i would much rather have it nearer my home but it looks like uh, this is a problem that uh, when they built the airport mtsu was first in mind and about half of the new terminal is built for mtsu how did you not know about this
2: well that's a good a good question the new terminal uh, mtsu what really started this whole conversation is we built the 16,000 square foot terminal MTSU needed some temporary class space that's it's about 3,000 square feet so we've got 16,000 square feet in that terminal they only leased about 3,000 square feet and it's a temporary lease well then they came back in in December of that year and said hey we want to lease the other 6,000 square feet in your community room and we were like absolutely not you know we're not not doing that and then they had temporary classroom space that was on the the in the area over by where uh, jack oh i forget what the name of it is it's tom mcdonald's area and gene jack uh area and we just said can't have temporary space you can't have portables you know so that started the other discussion but it, you know mtsu does not use any hangar space they just use tie-downs and here recently, the city council made the decision in our retreat and we sent this to MTSU that we, you know, or, or we sent this to all of our commercial tenants that, you know, we don't have enough transient um, tie downs for people who want to come into to Murfreesboro. And, you know, we have a waiting list just like this individual that um, for tie down space. So, you know, we've we've limited MTSU tie down space and basically said, look, you're going to have to find some some different spots to go take your airplanes. Um you know, I think we have 64, 67 tie-down spots, and 34 of them are being used by MTSU, so that's over 50%, and we just said, no, we can't can't do that. So, as far as um, hangar space, you know, we're, we've aggressively started building new T-hangers, and I think you're going to see that, um, especially over behind where uh, mcknight part is um you're going to see new t- new hangar space it's going to be built over there so i mean we want you to keep your plane in murfreesboro i think what we continually hear and um <laughs> you know when you fly in um and you use atc which is uh, your your air traffic control because we're a non-towered airport um nashville will say hey multiple bogeys in murfreesboro good luck and you know i think um, we want to be able to just like this individual who owns his own plane and wants to be based in Murfreesboro we want him to be able to come to Murfreesboro but at the same time we want him to be able to get in and out of Murfreesboro and you know that's when I train I don't do my training in Murfreesboro I I go and I fly to Tallahoma or I fly to Shelbyville or you know the other day I flew to Gallatin um,
1: is that your teacher who does that or do you yeah have my, you know,
2: my, my instructor does not like doing training in Murfreesboro I just said it's too crowded and so I think most and even you know Murfreesboro uh, Aviation with Jim Garner who runs a great program they're the same way they want to do their training elsewhere Uh, and I think that's really what we want to you know what we've been stressing to the university is um, you know we we want Murfreesboro not to just be a training airport and um, you know back in the 70s when the program started you know at, at the airport you know clearly things have changed since then and um you know i think that's the city council's you know part of a growing community is to have a vibrant airport uh if you go out there and you see the amount of jet traffic that comes in and out of there the jets are actually even quieter than some of the piston planes but the you know the great thing about a jet they come in and then they take off and leave they're not taking off and circling around doing touch and goes. I mean, that's not what they do. So um, I don't ever foresee there being commercial flights out of Murfreesboro, but I do think that, you know, a plane that comes in, a jet that comes in, and, you know, they fill up and spend two or $3,000 in fuel as opposed to a piston plane spending $200 in fuel, um, that's a good thing for the airport. And, you know, we want to be able to, to make sure that, you know we're a general aviation airport and we want to make sure that we're open for the general aviation and not just one tenant
1: we're focusing on the city of Murfreesboro we're going to pause and check on the traffic and weather And if you have a question dealing with Murfreesboro get it in quickly because uh, we'll be back and take some more questions you direct the questions at whatever area is concerning you our phone number 615-893-1450 Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is our guest this morning. 615 893 1450. We'll be right back.
0: Now, more than ever, start your mornings with WGNS. Swap and shop with Bart Walker. Weekday mornings 750 to 810 on WGNS. AM, FM, online. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas' Restaurant. Demas' restaurants
3: are now hiring. We are looking for grill cooks and other kitchen employees with competitive pay and flexible hours. If you're looking for full-time work or part-time work, then Demas' is the place to be. We've been voted a top workplace for five years in a row by the Tennessean. Apply within or online at demusrestaurants.com. Demas' Family Restaurants on 1115 Northwest
4: Broad Street. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell at Music World and Drummer's Den, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. If you're starting a home studio, you need to come to Music World and Drummer's Den. We also have interface for home recording, podcasts, we have USB microphones, all the equipment you need for home recording or podcasts. We are your local music store, you need to come see us. Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church Street across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Good morning. Still busy, but it's moving
0: 24 up through the Hickory Hollow area. All the traffic flow coming westbound now on 24 out of Coffee County through Rutherford County. Lots and lots of radar out here this morning. Give yourself plenty of extra time. Gatlinburg Wine Cellars, home of the world famous cotton candy wine. Check them out at GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
2: A heat advisory will go into effect here late this morning. Blend of clouds and sunshine develops here this afternoon. A few spotty showers and thunderstorms of the high into the upper 90s. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojciechski on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 75.
0: Dave Ramsey, America's most trusted money expert. The Dave Ramsey Show, live each day from 1 to 4 on WGNS Rutherford Place. It's so so important
3: that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Buchner and we salute our veterans.
0: Honoring and remembering those who served in our military, here is today's Salute to Veterans.
1: James Deck, better known as J.D., flew a C-130 in Vietnam.
3: We carried the first 25 that had a chance to live that were hurt the worst. One of them passed away on the way over there. We'd go two months in country, but we're stationed in the Philippines. And then we'd yeah. come home two months, two months, two months. And in the middle of one of the two months, we had the Santa Domingo crisis. People don't even know we had a Santa Domingo crisis, and it was one of the biggest airlifts ever. And the radio silence all the way down there, we're going to save the people in Santa Domingo and half of us had paratroopers, and half of us had ground troops. And in the middle of the ocean, they said everybody with paratroopers moved back. So we went in and air-landed with the walking troops, and the first airplane popped a hood. Pilot got up there and he became the tower and directed traffic until the army could go take over the tower. Then we did that for like 10 days. We couldn't tell anybody where we were. Uglier than Vietnam in many cases. We weren't getting shot at so much, but uh, we weren't getting any sleep. One of the times they'd send us out and go to such and such a frequency, and they wouldn't talk to us. We tried to get back. They wouldn't talk to us. took us forever to figure out what happened. They launched us right through the middle of a Canaveral launch. No airliners could come in where we were, and so it was quite an experience.
1: This has been a salute to veterans on WGNS Radio
0: restoration one of
2: middle tennessee a team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. after
0: disaster strikes
2: fire water or storm damage we can help you get your life back to normal quickly restoration
1: one middle tennessee.com
2: locally and veteran owned
0: we bring people who know you and you know them people like truman jones weekday mornings at nine only on wgns am fm online
1: Welcome back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450. And we're talking about the city of Murfreesboro issues that are concerning you. We have a text here from a listener who said, I was watching television and I got mad when they reported that Nashville is arguing that they don't want a landfill there. They're talking about turning a rock quarry in Bellevue into a landfill, and they're saying, I don't want that. It would destroy the beauty of our area. And at the same time, <laughs> about the time that uh, thought was coming out, uh, it wasn't too much earlier that Middle Point uh, Landfill, the people who own that, uh, have decided to sue on the decision not to allow them to expand there. So. Two opposite points but yeah. uh, in a way uh, similar reasons neither one of the communities want uh, uh, somebody's got to have a landfill I guess
2: <laughs> you, you know yeah I, somebody's got to have a landfill but I don't think it's Rutherford County's responsibility to be you know the dumping ground of all of Middle Tennessee or or all due respect to Mayor Cooper and in, in Davidson County but um, you know, seventy percent of the trash that comes into Middle Point is from Davidson County. So I think it would be reasonable. I think a reasonable person would say, "Well, that's not right. I mean, Davidson County needs to take care of their own trash and not just send it all to Rutherford County." So, why
1: are they not seeing that?
2: Nah, you, you know, it's a this is a regional thing. I think that a regional issue. But um, you know, landfilling is tough. Landfilling is definitely when you go through this research landfilling is is the easiest and the cheapest um definitely not the best so you know that's really when back in i think it was april may 30th may 31st uh excuse me march 30th march 31st. that this you know announcement that middle point wanted to expand um occurred so it's been a lot of um maneuvering and and posturing since then but um bfi that's who the lawsuits through you know bfi is owned by republic but they sued the central tennessee solid waste board on monday for their decision to um, not approve the expansion you know that's part of it they had 30 days to 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 do that and uh they did i read the complaint on monday i I chuckled as I was reading through that because it was, you know, in the in the complaint, it it kept saying alleged odor um, at the landfill. I don't know how you can allege that there's an odor there. Um, you know, we we've gone to extensive efforts to show, and even with wait, meeting with Republic, that there is absolutely an odor issue out there. So, and you know, I think even Mayor Ketron had said that he had worked on it for his 16 years in the senate that there had been an odor out there for you know complaints for the, that time so anyway it's um it's going to be interesting to see where we go from here um you know i was proud of the central uh, tennessee solid waste board and uh, donna barrett and darren gore and joe whiteside mack nolan for the decision that they made because i think it was a right decision um you know i think a, a bad decision that was made 25 or 30 years ago doesn't mean that we make another bad decision under our term i mean and look you know i think i I, again there was a picture of me with my hand in my head as i was at the county rfp rfi or yeah rfp process listening to republic present and you know it's easy to pick on the landfill and and i i get that nobody wants a landfill next to them but um you know, under the guys that we're this great community partner and great community neighbor. I mean, give me a break. I mean, you know, we've had numerous meetings and some of the things that we're dealing with, you know, good neighbors and good community partners don't let the community deal with that. And so, you know, the other part that, that we go through when we talk about that is, um, w- w- sure. We save money by, taking our trash there under the agreement that was made you know back in the early 90s but at what cost to the community yeah i mean we've yeah we've not paid tipping fees as a a city but you know the city's going to be left to process the leachate out of that landfill for forever you know so i mean for for as long as that landfill's there which is going to be much longer than our lifetime and we've got residents inside the city of murfreesboro that um you know now that that landfill 30 years ago was out in the county but it's not anymore I mean it's extremely close to, our, to the city and so uh, again I think you know just because you've you've operated there that doesn't really give you the right to be able to do whatever you want to and you know I think that's that's why our entire local uh, delegation with the state have all opposed it um, you know the county commission voted back in 2018 unanimously not to allow them to expand onto the county side so i think you know my opinion i can't speak for them you know the entire city council that's not my job but my opinion um you know i think we're going to do everything we can to continue to fight what's going on out there and and um you know i mean even look at there's not been a cause and effect that's been proven, but I mean, you know, having a, a landfill next to our our drinking source still is mind-boggling. So anyway,
1: we'll see what happens. Let's take a phone call. Good morning. You're on WGNs with Mayor Shane McFarland.
4: How yeah, I have a
2: problem. Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: Up here, where Brightwell Pike comes out on Broad Street. Yes, sir. They they started uh, redoing the sidewalk after Walmart down Mercury, they uh, put cones, yellow cones out there to block one lane of traffic. You can't get out of the morning because there's only one lane the traffic backs all the way up from uh, Mercury. there past Braidable Pike. There's no reason they should have blocked that part right there because they're not even working on that sidewalk. And I also have another problem with uh, somebody spending a million dollars building a sidewalk to Walmart when those people over there need houses more than they need a sidewalk. Here's another problem. Understand we're buying the kids lunch. Every every kid in Rutherford County, uh, people living in half million dollar houses, driving two new cars, we gotta buy their kids a $2 lunch. I mean, that's just ridiculous. You got all these homeless people sleeping under bridges down here. Not a good meal once a week. It's like we could take that money by buy them people a better quality of life. It's not their fault they got there, some of them. You could drive down Thompson Lane over here, there's multi-million dollar churches over there. I see no place on that whole campus for a homeless building over there for the people. I just wonder if them people going to them churches, are they not, not going to associate with those people when they get to heaven? A lot of them going to have a big surprise, I'm telling you i'll
2: hang up and listen well thank you for the call i'll definitely um let our staff know on the sidewalks i mean as far as feeding kids and i I can't speak for rutherford county you know when covid was going on we were feeding kids at 38 uh different sites i'll i won't ever apologize for feeding kids at our schools um i mean what what happens in a lot of our district you know and i've sent this out on an email you know when we talk about masks and all these other things but you know no one's talking about you know the 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 mental instability on a lot of these kids regarding food insecurity because quite honestly that breakfast and lunch that a lot of our kids get at murfreesboro city schools that's the only that's the only food they get that day and so you know i think um you know regarding the, the homeless population and look our churches here in this community we wouldn't be where we are as a community without our churches so you know we can talk about multi-million dollar buildings and all those different things but you know the people that are in those buildings are what make murfreesboro and there are so many people that are in those churches who do so many th- different things for the homeless but um you, you know i i respectfully disagree with the caller that there, there are a lot of things that are being done for the homeless community in, in this community but you know homelessness I, when I was elected I thought hey I'm going to be the person who comes in and solve this and what you, you quickly find out um, you know we have people like Greenhouse, Journey Home uh, Coal Patrol who are working but you know there are a lot of the people who are, who are in some of these camps that you know they make that choice to be in that camp that may sound harsh but that's the truth um, and so you know, we're we're doing everything that we can as a city. We've even talked about with some of the COVID relief money that we've got. But um, you know, I, I'm I'm proud of what our school system's doing, what they're fighting through, what our teachers are fighting through, and um, you know, I, th- I think we can anything we can do to help our kids. That's that's what we need to do.
1: Let's go back to the phones. You're on WGNs with Mayor Shane McFarland.
4: Good morning. How are y'all doing? Good morning. You know the Bible says, "Beware, we may be entertaining angels." We've got, we've got a, a roof over our head. We can. We're blessed. We're highly blessed. But this old world's fixed at the end, and that guy that owns these uh, buildings, they could uh, let those homeless people live in them. I've been praying that God will do it, and God will do it, cause He's in charge of everything on the face of this earth
1: very definitely thank you for calling thank you for the call 615-893-1450 615-893-1450 we have a text here from a listener who's saying we're hearing so much about the COVID-19 and the Delta variant how is that impacting Murfreesboro are we seeing a major increase here and if we are what are the plans for taking care of that
2: Well, I think, you know, I'm I'm staying in contact with Gordon Ferguson at the hospital almost on a daily basis. Um, I don't want to get into the numbers of how many people are at the hospital and, you know, how many are in critical care. Um, But, you know, Gordon did tell me, look, I'm not going to get into whether you should get vaccinated or not get vaccinated. That's on you. I got vaccinated. My wife is a is a medical profession Uh, she's a nurse practitioner she got vaccinated because we felt like that was the right decision for our family um you know my my parents were vaccinated ashley's parents were vaccinated so all i know is and it's unfortunate i think a lot of it has turned so political that you know we got in the discussion yesterday as a matter of fact um i was talking with someone about you know the polio vaccine back you know, when everyone got vaccinated for polio because they were in school with kids who had previously had polio. And, you know, we got in this discussion, so, you know, you have to make that choice yourself on getting vaccinated. But, you know, what Gordon, and Gordon does not have a political bone in his body. He doesn't, you know, it's hey, what's right for the community. But what Gordon did say is the majority and in, in a great majority that are in the hospital right now with COVID are not vaccinated. And so, you know, it's, it's just, it's gotten, um, it's got, you know, I think there was a 46-year-old that was a friend of Ashley's that went to school. He passed away uh, last week um, unvaccinated. So, you know, all I can say is y- you've got to make what's the best choice for your family um, but, you know, the doctors that I, re- I respect, the doctors that I deal with on a daily basis have said this is beneficial. Uh, you know, can you still get COVID with a vaccine? Yeah, but the likelihood of you dying is, you know, very, very small. Um, so, you know, and I think as we go through again w- with kids, um, that that percentage of kids who are getting sick and and um, and the you know the mortality rate is really 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 small as far as kids who are getting sick and and dying so you know I think that's uh, you know that that's uh, a decision you have to make so I think we're staying on top of it Um, you know we're we're continuing that and you know Bart I think you've heard me say this through COVID and I think this also goes more to a spiritual side You know, I've learned through this process that we're not in control and figuratively and and even spiritually. But, you know, we are one of 89 counties in the in the state of Tennessee that are governed by the county health department, who is governed by the state. So even if Murfreesboro said, look, we want to do X, Y and Z, we can't. We're not in control of that. That's the state. That's the state. Health Department, they give guidance down to, um, you know, give guidance down to the county. Health Department, who in turn gives guidance down to the municipality. So, you know, this, this thought that the mayor and the city council have a magic wand, that we can, you know, vote to put masks in Murfreesboro or that we can vote to, you know, do whatever, um, you know, shut down gyms or, you know, we, we can't. And, um, you know, I I don't mind taking the blame for things that we have control over, but we just don't have control over that. And, look, I'm not giving the political pushing it off to somebody else. That's just the truth. And, you know, we take the information that we can. We try to push that out as best we can. Um, But, you know, hopefully I, I can say this. I don't think I will ever make the decision that, had to make last march to shut down an entire community i think at this point you know if if you get vaccinated great if you make the decision to not get vaccinated that's your decision but we just know this is something that we're going to have to deal with
1: our phone number 615-893-1450 who would have thought we had issues like this you go back a year ago two years five years This is a different world. Our phone number is 615 893 1450. The final segment coming back in just a moment. So if you have a question for Mayor McFarland, get on the phone quickly. Don't be left out in the cold. We'll be right back.
0: Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett. Weekday mornings at 10. WGNS,
4: your good neighbor station. Rutherford
0: County's place to talk.
2: Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable
1: UV system. Reducing microorganisms including bacteria, viruses, and allergens. Call Precision Air,
0: 615-930-0088. That's 615-930-0088.
2: Heat advisory will go into effect here late this morning. Blend of clouds and sunshine develops here this afternoon. A few spotty showers and thunderstorms of the high into the upper nineties. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojciechski on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's seventy five.
0: Good morning, still busy, but it's moving 24 up through the Hickory Hollow area. All the traffic flow coming westbound now on 24 out of Coffee County through Rutherford County. Lots and lots of radar out here this morning. Give yourself plenty of extra time. Gatlinburg Wine Cellars, home of the world famous cotton candy wine. Check them out at GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. This is Jeff Graham with Tire World. I want to invite you to visit our new off-road department at our Memorial Boulevard location, featuring lift kits, leveling kits, light bars, as well as wheel and tire packages. Just come by and ask for Gator for all your off-road needs. That's Tire World on Memorial Boulevard. This is MTSU President Sydney McPhee. You're listening to WGNS, your local connection to Blue Raider Atlanta. WGNS AM, FM, online.
3: We're
1: back again, and let's go to the phone. You're on WGNS with Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland. How are you this morning?
4: I'm doing okay. Um, uh, Good morning, Mr. Mayor. Um, um, The reason why I'm calling is because I ride the city bus a lot, Rover. Um, I was just wondering, is there going to be any plans in the future for any um, more bus benches or shelters along the route?
2: Yes, we, we're working on that now. We just approved a contract, as a matter of fact, last week for our new bus fleet that's coming in. Um we're working on the new transit center now that's uh on um right off of Bridge Avenue and um New Salem Highway. So they're continually working on um on those, adding more benches and um and stops. So yes, that's that's uh that is in process.
4: Okay.
1: Does that answer your question?
4: Yes, thank you, thank you,
2: mayor. All right, thank you.
1: Now you mentioned a new fleet coming in. Will the buses still be the same, or are you?
2: Well, we changed. You know, we're 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 putting Rover to sleep, or or to retirement. No, 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 yeah, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> we're putting Rover into retirement. How's that? <laughs> I can't believe I just said that, Mark. Um, Sorry, pet lovers. I've got a dog that goes to work with me every morning, so I, I apologize. Um, no, we're, we're we're rebranding it, you know, to be more. Um, you know, if you're if you're not from here, you don't know what Rover is, and so the city council made the decision that we're rebranding it uh, to the Murfreesboro Transit um, System, or MTE, or MT. I think it's MTS, but anyway, it's a more in keeping with our the look of our city. Uh, the buses have the the Murfreesboro Rotunda logo on there. I mean, it's really a, a cool look now. So, a little more modern look as opposed to the green buses. Um, but those are yeah, those are are moving along the process, and uh, hopefully, we'll get here before too long. Will the buses
1: still look the same, the same design, or are we going to more of a standard bus?
2: No, they're still they'll still be the same uh, low floor um more you know the smaller smaller buses as opposed to more of your larger you know what I'd say um, metro buses
1: and the conversation about the transit system a uh, center for it uh, how is that coming
2: it, it's going well there's a zoning request or zoning process going through right now on the piece of property um, but they're they're working through that you know I, I would think you're probably a couple of two three years but from you know really seeing that, operational by the time you build it but um i think it'll go to a good area it's going to be in a in a pretty centrally located area from where our routes are so I i think it's something that we're we're excited about
1: so you already have the location and everything
2: yeah the location is right there on the almost on the corner of bridge avenue and um in new salem right across from the doug young um training facility police and fire training facility
1: and we, we have a real quick call here. You're on WGNS with the mayor.
4: Hey, um, good morning, Boris. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. Uh, I have a quick question. You said that you're going to retire the Rover buses. Are y'all going to just repaint those buses and, and add them into the new fleet? Or are y'all going to uh, be selling the Rover buses?
2: Yeah, I don't... I'll, f- y- y-
4: a I'll hang up that and listen at you. Y'all have a wonderful day, and please try to stay thank
2: you um those buses will be retired i don't you know i think there's a process i'm sure they'll keep a few of them just as backups but those buses you know had a seven year useful life and they're on year 10 right now um so i think what you'll end up seeing is you know it'll be a new new system that'll go through because part of the issue too is just the maintenance on keeping those things you know up and up and going um but i'm not sure what they'll do there's a process, you know, when we get rid of any type of buses that we have to, you know, whether it's gov deals or how we, we handle that, but, but of disposal of assets.
1: And we already have more calls waiting, and emails. I wish we had <laughs> wish we had more time. We're out of time. So uh, that's going to do it for our show today. We look forward to next month. When, once again, our mayor will be with us. Uh, Any final thoughts?
2: No, just uh, seriously, you know, the heat index is supposed to be in the mid-100s today. So stay, uh, you know, stay hydrated and, and stay cool.
1: Very definitely. Hey, have a great day. We'll see you
0: tomorrow.